What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you're listening to the 80s Babies Podcast. And on today's episode, we're coming at you with a, a put you up for yeah. The Radiant Child. Now, this is an yeah. album from our co-host, Yinka Diz. And you're going to have yeah. to fill me in on the details because I don't remember <laughs> when this was released. Uh, yeah. So uh, March 26th, uh, 2013. So it would be the seven year uh, on Thursday, which I was kind of try to, you know, probably put something up there just to like uh, commemorate the joint that it that the fact that it came out. But I figured we might as well just do an app on it. Sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, now, is this your debut or is this your second album? This was the second uh, project in the uh, the Basquiat series, which I kind of was like the first records that I really put out there like that. Okay, now what are the what's the Basquiat Basquiat series as in the artist? Yeah, so uh, you know around this time, like I really got into Jean Michel Basquiat. Sure. Um, I think we studied him maybe uh, when I was at UVA at some point in time, uh, and then in sense. 2010, um, the movie The Radiant Child actually came out, um, and it was about the life of Jean Michel Basquiat. So is sometime, that the one starring Jeffrey Wright, or is that a, a different one? I think that was the one that's starring uh, Jeffrey Wright because there was two of them that came out around the same time. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, anyway, I, I ended up seeing this movie probably in like 2011, um, around the time of creating my the, the first project in the series, which is uh, New Art, New Money. Um, and I really got interested in Basquiat's story and, you know, just like the parallels for like young a young black man coming out and, and et cetera. So so I decided that I was going to, you know, basically create this theme, um, The Radiant Child, which is actually the name of the first major uh, article that was written on Jean-Michel Basquiat. Um, it was featured in this magazine called Art Forum in 1981. Um, and, you know, so that was like his kind of coming out party after this this art critic saw you know, Jean-Michel Basquiat's work for the first time in this art gallery. He decided to do a whole piece on him. Um, and then... So I went to put the to to start working on the record, uh, New Art, New Money, actually. And then, you know, I kind of got into this whole rabbit hole where I realized that actually the the first piece that they wrote once Basquiat was actually super famous and people started to know about him everywhere was called New Art, New Money. And mm. my crew's called New Money. So it right. was like, yo, like, you know, it was it was like a no brainer. It was like, yo, my, my crew's called New Money. This joint's New Art, New Money. So. I actually switched the two and made New Art, New Money my first project, which came out in 2011 or 12. And then okay. I named the next project The Radiant Child, which is this project. Okay. Um, so just so for, for some clarification. So Basquiat was actually a movie starring Jeffrey Wright, and that came that was released oh, okay. in 1996. And that's just okay. a, a, a biopic, biopic, whatever you however you want to pronounce it. And mm -hmm. then The Radiant Child, I believe, is a documentary, which was released in 2010. So got it. Okay. okay. So yeah, I no. watched I must have watched the one in 2010, but mm -hmm. I was like kind of so fascinated with the whole Basquiat thing at the time that I watched both movies in sequence. Like I ended up watching the next one probably a week later or something like that. So okay. um now yeah. who is in New Money? <laughs> uh so New Money is my crew uh from back in Cali. Um, and uh, there's a record called Meet and Greet where I introduce a lot of the cats that are, you know, in New Money. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, the, the main two cats, because actually I, I did not start New Money. New Money is something that predates me. 
Um, and so uh, the main two cats that kind of brought me in uh, is my boy Thirst and my boy Quiz. Quiz is on this uh, project. He's on um, the record finish line. Yes. Um, now, and I also, I, go ahead. Is he the second artist or the first artist on there? He's the second artist. Okay. Uh, yeah. And he's also on uh, New Art, New Money. So uh, there was a streak of, of Quiz being on all my projects. He wasn't on the departure. He, he'd be getting on me for not being on the departure. So <laughs> shout out to Quiz. Uh, all right. But yeah, so I mean, uh, you know, New Money is, is, is my squad. Uh, they, like I said, it's a crew that predates me uh, in Cali. Uh, but I think the reason I kind of became like the torchbearer of like that as like a musical name, like starting like New Money Music as like a label and it really being my thing is because I feel like the the methodology behind why we called ourselves new money was very important to me you know like the you know just the idea of the the nouveau riche right like none of us are people that come from a lot of wealth and so you know we as like young black kids who listen to rap music and wore do-rags and jerseys that were way too big you know what i'm saying like as we kind of came into our own we we are in a society that's looking at us as as other than you know to a point where we almost started to wear it as a like a fuck y'all you know like it's just mm -hmm. like yeah we don't fit in we're not you know a, of a certain social class but at the same time i mean quiz and and thirst are, are both lawyers you know what i'm saying and they're both successful lawyers so it's like we always had a vision for ourselves that we were going to to you know try to be among the affluent in terms of our earning potential and and the things that we achieved but at the same time, we always saw ourselves as other than. And I think that's why, you know, the new money thing just really resonated with me, with my music. Okay. All right. So you had brought this up to me, you know, because obviously March 26th is right around the corner. And I'm not sure when we're right. going to release this. I think yeah. right now we're recording it. It's, uh, it's Tuesday, March 24th. Yeah. But you had mentioned that this is your favorite project, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Why sure. is this project better than the last one we reviewed, Departure? Um, man, so both New Art, New Money and The Departure are records that I would say to some degree were pieced together. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I recorded a record here. I made something there. I kind of put them together and tried to create a cohesive body of work. The Radiant Child is the only project where like I got into a zone and just kind of sat there and knocked out records to create a project that sounded the way I wanted the project to sound like. Okay. So when did you start recording this album or when did you start writing and preparing for this album? This is released Probably, March 26, 2013, correct? Yeah. Okay. So, so sometime in 2012 I started and I, and I want to say it was summertime. And the only reason I can say that is because at the time I remember, I remember driving in my car and it's warm outside um, in falls church. Mm. And 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 the beat to I had the the beat to everything you dream playing, and okay. I started writing I started writing it like in my head, and I remember the the this or that joint kind of came to my head when I heard the beat. Um, what does he say? Um, where he's like back on the scene, crispy and cream. You know what I mean? Like that right, little right, verse right. and that cadence became the cadence that I take throughout the whole song. Um, okay. But I remember writing it in my head and getting home. And going, this shit is way too simple. And just being like, yo, this, like, I, I think, like, like, I'm, like, betraying, like, you know, 
my lyricism credo by not by doing something this simple and then i played it for people and they just fucking loved it like everybody liked this song way better than everything else and i think like it was kind of the record that gave me the the confidence to be like you know what let me just like put like put this whole project together so but it was warm outside when that happened and so i know that at least in the summertime of 2012 i was working on this Okay. Everything you dreamed is uh, something I have some comments on. We can talk about it now. Or we can talk about it later. Hey, it's on you, bro. You, you, you the narrator. <laughs> I'm the narrator? Okay. Yeah, you're the one who's being put up. So uh, yeah, take us. <laughs> well, you know, I actually remember when you released this project because I listened to it, I think, several times back when it was out. Back when you put okay. it out. I remember that. Okay. And uh, I think the one of the main things I definitely remember was the Ibrahima featured on this record. And I was yeah. very excited about that because of, of all the cats that I heard at UVA, Ibrahima was probably the one that I liked the most. Just something about uh -huh. his flow, his presence on the mic, um, his yeah. cadences. I just have always been a fan of Ibrahima. He knows that, right. but he just doesn't rap anymore. And I remember uh -huh. it was a big deal, at least for me, yeah. for, for you to get him on this record because he was in retirement, if I'm not mistaken. Exactly. I think it was well, a big you, how'd deal. You, how'd you get for, him out of retirement? <laughs> Yo, I don't know, man. Like, I would have to ask E. I just, you know, obviously E, you know, is 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 and was one of my closest friends from from UVA. We were in a rap group together, um, and so you know, at the time, like you said, he was at a point where he was kind of transitioning away from this stuff. He didn't really mm -hmm. listen to rap much anymore, and oh. he didn't really want to rap much anymore. Right. Um. But I think you know, I was just like, yo, I got this record that like, you know, it'd be really dope if you were on it, and I don't know, it just it's just one of those things where I guess he just heard it and he had something for it and you know the rest is history I can't even I, he would have to explain like why it, it, he was in the right headspace to rap on it but I, I really appreciate him getting on it and I love his verse on this joint it's like <laughs> it's one of my favorite verses on anything that I've ever done so I, okay. uh, shout out to E alright well let's just go from the beginning and um, just go a, a track for track if you will we could just kind of sum it up briefly but uh what they like you know in my do you want to do can... like do you want to do your like highlight low light type of thing or do you just want to go track for track because i don't mind if you if that's what you want okay let's go track for track so yeah so what they like um in my opinion kind of got like a little a, a little dj toop sound a little bit at least in terms of like some of the brass that's, that's in the background and i, I kind of like that who is the uh, who's the producer on this record swifty is a producer who uh who does all of the production for uh for pack div um, so, go ahead. Pack Div. Yeah, Pack Div is a is a West Coast group. Um, they are pretty famous from the the this kind of blog era of hip hop, like the the early 2010s. They had like a lot of really dope projects. If y'all haven't heard Pack Div, go out and check them out. Their their shit is amazing. Of course, I didn't listen to them because I wasn't listening to hip hop. I think the only <laughs> album I really listened to around that time. Um, was the uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, which was oh, worth yeah. listening to. I was, I was yeah. blown away by that by that album. But in generally speaking, I didn't care about any of this shit. So I think yeah. I think with that in mind, like I feel like the subject matter of this song would really resonate with you. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know the, I guess the kind of the theming behind the record was at the time I was trying to put a, a project together. And you know, I, I kind of had a mailing list of folks. I, you were one of those people, most likely, until maybe you didn't feel like listening to rap anymore. But 
I would send I would send my records to to friends via email and be like, yeah, you know, what do you think of this? And a lot of times, you know, I would either get back feedback that'd be like, I could hear this on the radio, which is supposed to be a, a compliment, but I I would always take it as a negative because I didn't want to sound like everybody else. And then, right. or I would get like, yo, you should do a club record, or you should do a girl joint, or you should do a record for the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like I I kept hearing all these like things and and you know people mean well so it's not it's not a negative on them but you know like cats would give me advice on like the types of records that i should make and like by this point in time i was well underway with the project and i was just like i wanted to do an intro and the intro was literally just like i don't care what y'all like like i'm just gonna make whatever i want to make that makes sense and you know i do not remember being on those those uh emailing lists which is is probably a good thing but (laughs) i do remember that when the project was done, you told me to listen to it, and I definitely gave yeah. it at least two listens. Uh, and I remember liking it. I, I gave you good feedback when I heard the album back in uh, 2013. Now, of course, yeah. a lot of this stuff is you know refreshing my memory because mm-hmm. you know, I, the only thing I really really remember about this project was that Ibrahima was on it. But that um, some of these songs uh, definitely did sound familiar when I went back to to, to listen to it the uh, this time around. But yeah. um, everything you dreamed. You know, I'm curious, mm-hmm. who is that at the beginning of the track who says Yinka Diz and she laughs? I have an idea who it is because it sounds uh, yeah. like somebody I know, but I'm not sure. No names, but this is somebody I dated at the time. Okay. Um, and have the, I met the, this person? The, I don't know if you know this person. Okay. And this was like, this was funny because at the time, right, it was like, at the time, the Maybach music had Maybach music that that yeah, little yeah, joint yeah. you know was popping and so you know I was like yo I want my own tag you know and so this is like this you. day that I, we're fucking around in the in the in the studio I'm working on this project and then you know like I get that I get that laugh and I'm like boom that's it you know what I'm saying and she's like nah I'm like nah this is gonna be it and all these years later you know what I'm saying shout out to her no no names but uh, all these years later I still use the tag like it you know people really like it I like it so. I got you. I mean, I had my tag too. Uh, it's real simple. Yeah. Uh, it's just peace repeated and then fading out. That's all it is. Just peace. Mm. Real, real, real simple yeah. shit. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I used to put that when I used to do um, little DJ mixes uh, when I was mixing mm. up all these like South African records that no one around here heard anyway. Uh, that's the tag that I put in there. So, yeah. But um, getting into some of the lyrics. So, I haven't highlighted every, I haven't highlighted lyrics in every single song. Uh-huh. But there were a couple lyrics that stood out to me on certain records, right? So on this okay. record, the, the line mm-hmm. I really like is you say, but really, who am I to think different? Living in the district where half my life purpose is to rectify statistics. Before yeah. we break that down, you mm-hmm. immediately follow that by arguably the wackest line on the entire <laughs> album. It's one of the wackest lines I think I've ever heard you say in my life. And you say, a Becky by my side, try to keep it for delicious. Nigga, what the yeah. fuck is that shit? That shit is garbage, <laughs> yo. I just got, yeah, it's, just, it's just the corniest line I think I've ever heard you spit, real talk. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, if, uh, if you think that's whack, that's fine. I actually like that line. But, uh, but you know, it's just so I, I feel like... I feel like the time frame, you know, I, I, the reason I really love this record is because it's like a time capsule for me. I got and you. like, I'm really like narrating like events that are actually happening. And so I, I remember, you. I remember being at this specific party and there's pictures and we're, you know, this is obviously this is seven years ago, right? So like, I'm a lot younger 
And, you know, I'm in that fr- that phase of life where, you know, where you really kind of start to come in your own, right? Like, mm-hmm. when, I bu- when I made New Art, New Money, I was two years after buying my first house. So you know what it is, man. When you first buy a house, you are house poor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's just what it is, right? So... I want to say with this project, like this is really when I first kind of started to come into my own. And I'm also coinciding with a bunch of other cats that are also coming into their own. And so we're we're doing bottle service. We're, we're getting tables. We're we're going to Puerto Rico and Vegas and Miami. And, we're you know, it's so like a lot of what I'm talking about on this project is reflective of like me actually telling stories about, you know, like where I'm at, what I'm doing. The first verse is actually about a Vegas trip that me and Brian took. Brian Barrett, shout out to Barrett. Um, and so I, I'm, ta- I'm, I'm narrating this whole scenario of us being at the pool of the uh, the Cosmo, the Marquee Day Party. But you know, so it's just like I, I don't know. It's just that's literally just something that happened. And and I guess Fergalicious was probably out when 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 I was writing this joint. Was. And so I had a, a, a white chick that was next to me at this party, you know, Becky by my side trying to keep it fergalicious. I'm, I'm not saying it's it's whack. It's just, I just think it's so corny. I'm just like, I, I, I listened to it. I was like, I laughed. But but that line coming before, I really like that. Um, you know, where half my life purpose is to rectify statistics. Uh, I thought that was clever. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah. Nice. Okay. Got some bars in there. And I feel like that theme reoccurs again on that dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I think at this point in time like i'm 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 going through like things where i'm so i'm 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 in dc now full fully right and i have my dc friends which is all of y'all right my my yeah, uva crew That's and right. then you know when I, when new art new money was was out i was legit trying to be a rapper so i was flying every month or every other month i was flying back to la i don't know if you remember this but i was going back to la all the time um, I was shooting music videos. I was, I was, I was out there really trying to get on. And at the time, you know, this is, um, you know, your Kendricks and your Nipsey's and all these folks are all on on this same kind of almost chitlin circuit of West Coast rappers trying to get out. Rocket uh, was was out. Uh, Glasses Malone, you know, which Glasses ended up being on my project. So you know, this is like a time frame where I. So I had a falling out with some of the individuals that I, you know, was really pieced with on the first project. Um, and, you know, I mean, I don't I don't like to glorify things that, that are, are in negativity, so I won't really speak on it too much. But it kind of created like a, a bit of a street situation that wasn't kosher. And so some of those themes are on this project in 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 conjunction with themes about me, you know, hearing people saying things about me that are like. Oh, you know, he changed. He thinks he's better than everybody. Mm. He thinks he's popping, etc. And so, like, my disp- my refute to that is like, the only way I can give back and and quote unquote keep it real is to just be successful first. Because I can't do nothing for y'all if I haven't done anything for myself. And so, I think that's kind of where that sentiment comes from. I got you. I got you. That makes sense. Um. Yeah, so loves the success. That's the next track on here, and mm. I like this groove. It's um, it's a beat that I think that I probably would have tried to make back in the day. Yeah, um, at least around this time. Definitely and um, time. there's a, there's another lyric on here that I really like. I mean, obviously, you know, you talk about making love to success. 
I think that that's a reoccurring little bit throughout the uh, throughout the verse. But um, in one of the very first instances of it, you say, making love to success, money on my mind, polo horses on my chest. I used to fill my walls up with posters of Corvettes. Now we buy them cars, cash with portions of our checks. Uh, that's a dope little cadence there. It's also uh, completely not true. It's completely fabricated. You are not buying Corvettes. Cash with portions of your checks, sir. You have some explaining, <laughs> excuse me, some explaining I mean, to do. So first and foremost, get your hand out my pocket. But, but secondly, you know what I'm saying? I mean, if I wanted to buy a Corvette with, with, with a portion of my check, I, I could do that. You know what I'm saying? I okay. think that it's a sentiment that's that's more so figurative than than literal. I got you. I got you. <laughs> but uh, but I, I like the bar, though. I like the line. I thought it was, um, I was like, oh, that's a nice little cadence there. And I mean, you kind of carry that on throughout the rest of the uh, rest of the song. So that's definitely, um, it's definitely one that I was feeling. Yeah, I'd say that this is this is my favorite song on this project, um, really? and yeah, I just I, I think it really just kind of sums up like like how I was feeling at the time, like mm -hmm. and just like like me really just trying to like embrace success and be successful, and it was so important. But it just the, the beat when I heard the beat, like the beat has like a a girl moaning in the background. <laughs> So when I heard the beat the first time, I was like, yo, this is, this is a little extreme. And then I came up with this whole concept of making love to success. And that made the sounds in the background make sense. Uh, but the cool story about this record is I did the record um, and I reached out. I, I found this, this on a beat tape on the Internet. So I reached out to the producer, shot him the, the record and was like, yo, I did this record. I really like your beat. You know, is it cool? Dude was in Slovakia. He was like, yo, this is this is dope. I'm so happy, you know, yeah, put it out. Do whatever you want to do with it. I'm, you know, I'm glad you like it. Cool. Maybe years later, maybe like four or five years ago, um, I happened to be in Berlin. I post that I'm in Berlin. And the producer of this song reaches out to me and he's like, yo, you're in Berlin? Yeah, I'm taking classes here. Uh, let's meet up. And so I end up meeting up with him and being able to buy him a drink and really chop it up with him. I'm like, yo, what was going through your head when you made that beat? Like, I really got to, like, piece it up with him. So shout out to RK Sermon. That's like my favorite record on there. So Interesting. OK, well, my favorite record on here is probably the next one, which is Meet and Greet. And okay. obviously it's because it's, you know, it's featuring Ibrahima. So it's another <laughs> another person that I know. And uh, I like his verse yeah. on here. Um, yeah, he killed that joint. I like a few of your verses on here as well, but um, okay. I'm, I'm curious real quick at the beginning of the track, you've got this little sample mm -hmm. and is it, is this a sample that's used throughout the rest of the song? I believe is it, like, it a vocal? is. Interesting. So the way this record came together was Hexagon. Shout out to Hexagon. Uh, he put out a beat tape. At the time I was listening to a lot of beat tapes and then I would like find records that I liked and I would just kind of put them together for my mixtape. So that's how I was putting okay. it together. So I heard this Hexagon beat and it was, it was off this this project that he had put together that was like he was taking these jazz samples and so he would kind of let the jazz sample play a little bit and then the beat would drop or vice versa so i don't i don't remember if that jazz sample was from the the record before or the one that that came on on this project but i felt like i left it there because i felt like it did like a good job of kind of giving a transition from the last record to, to this record okay 
Well, one of your lines that I like from this um, from this record is when you say, "From a long night of princes, yellow bone bras just surround me like the Simpsons." But uh, where, where, where's the love to the dark skin sisters? What's, what's good? What's good, Yinka? There we go, man. I mean, look, it's yeah. in twenty. It's in twenty twenty. I got to dig through every single line that you've ever said. And, know, and, right? and highlight all of the problematic statements you say, so that so that I can cancel you and drag you across social media. All I can say is, if you if, if you've seen my track record, which you have, you know which that I we have, have no problems Absolutely. there. I, I, I I'm well aware of that. So I I just, I just wanted to bust your balls a little bit. But um, one of the things I like about this track is uh, all the the ad libs and your use of the ad libs, particularly as you introduce Ibrahimo. I thought that was really, really cool how you did. But, you know, Ibrahim is not a part of New Money, and this is like a New Money meet and greet. So I was kind of curious, like, why the placement of Ibrahima on this record? So it, it was it was Wit Gang, New Money, meet and greet. And, and Wit Gang has, has always kind of been my own individual thing, and it's just, like, mm-hmm. my homies. So, like, Lalo is, oh, okay. is Wit Gang. And so, I mean, I don't know if E would consider himself Wit Gang, but I consider E Wit Gang because he's just, he's my man, and we rap together. So, um, but the, the record kind of came together. I really wanted to do shout-outs, you know, mm-hmm. but I wanted to do it in a way that wasn't corny. And so, you know, this gave me an opportunity to like be like, well, who is New Money? Who is what? Because you do hear those things. So I, I, I'm actually saying the names of individuals who are in Wit Gang and New Money, but I, I made it like it was like a house party. So you can hear the party sense, in yeah. the background. And so, you know, that's why I, when I introduce E, it's like I'm walking through the, the party looking for E. And then I finally find E and yeah. then E raps on the joint. Um, so, yeah. It, it definitely does have that kind of almost like informal, casual feel to it, which I like. I think it, it works really, really well. Um, just the way, you know, the the melody and the vocals kind of mix together. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I like the way you did that. So, and it was um, similar to Love to Success where, right, I heard the beat and in the in the background she's going, hey, 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 hey. And it just was like, yo, that, like. Hey, like I'm introducing people, you know what I mean? That it just it, that's where my mind went when I heard the beat. Okay. Well, unfortunately, I don't have that much to say about the next track, that dude, other than mm. it it just seemed like a nice little track. Um mm. it was cool. I, there's there were no real lyrics that, that, that stood out to me. Um the beat is the beat is cool. Uh mm. it's not hard, but um yeah. you know, it doesn't have to be hard. I'm not sure if there's any hard records on here. But mm-hmm. uh I mean, it was cool. That's that's pretty much all I had to say about it. Yeah, I mean, this was again. You highlight, you can do that. This was again, you know, me talk. I, I kind of spoke about it, but you know, it was there were people that I had fallen out with. There were friends of mine that were had like passed away uh, or mm. in this time frame, and like you know, there was like quote unquote rumors, you know, about me in terms of me being this guy that was like thought he was better than everybody else, and you know, X, Y, and Z, and so like this was like my record where like i addressed my perspective on like being like yo all this crazy stuff is going on but i feel like the only thing that i can do is to put myself in a position where i can be successful and that's how that's how i'm giving back like that was kind of what i was trying to say with the record so i got you well you and me is something that should definitely stand out to anybody who's listened to the departure because that there was the you and me part two was on that record right right and that was one that we had a, a great deal of conversation about because my brother featured on that podcast and i believe that that was one of his favorite records on it as yeah well. he liked but, that joint so you have the part one here and um i think that 
what so I like I like the song obviously because I had that connection with it or just because I had that understanding of it but mm. um this was one man I really needed a baseline on this beat uh, <laughs> I think like now because I listen to it it kind of yeah. reminds me of like the beats that I used to make that I didn't know what I was doing with bass so there's like no bass lines <laughs> on these records and it's kind right. of like man like that's I, I kind of need that but um yeah I, I think that's uh one of the things that I do like about this record is it, you know, kind of calling out other folks for, you know, like what's real. Is, is this the one where you where you mentioned how like, you know, folks talk about gang banging but they're not or yeah, I yeah. yeah, I think for I think the reason, that. yeah, the reason I was so I mean like even the, the joint starts, uh, everybody's a Mac pimp pimp player player. Like everybody was right. the same persona in the rap game to me at the time and it was just like this is the one record where like you said like i addressed the fact that like everybody's a thug everybody's a pimp everybody's a player they got they all got got all the hoes they all got, you know what i mean so it was just yeah. like this was like my record where i'm like i see myself as different from the rest of y'all because i'm annoyed by this this homogenized persona that is a rapper mm. Okay. Well, moving on to the next one, we have Never Find Another, and we get our first Ken Dog reference. At least that I recall. Yeah. Shout out to Ken Dog, man. I love Ken Dog. What I like about this record is that um, I think that it's at this point in the album where you really start to feel like, hey, a lot of what Yinka is talking about um, kind of resonates with me, just in terms of being the person who is, you know, I guess upwardly middle class if you will but going out there you know college degree uh, professional career going out and living like these you know a, a healthy social life if you will obviously not balling but like kind of close to like balling adjacent if you will um with you know certain financial freedoms like we're not out here struggling you know um, right 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 you know we have certain financial freedoms to to go and explore the world to you know ball out if we want to ball out now obviously you know we're <laughs> Not going to be doing anything like Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather out here, but like you know, we're, we're doing okay. And I feel like a lot of the themes that um, that, that that I hear on on this song kind of just like punctuate the entire album for me in particular. Uh, this mm. this this is the record that kind of like it all kind of comes comes home for me. Gotcha. Yeah, I I consider this the sleeper cut of this project. This is like one of my favorites, but I don't I don't I don't hear it a lot. Like when people talk about the the project, um, but I also kind of like this record just because I think at the time like like everybody like like I said you know on the intro like everybody had like a club joint they had like a girl joint they had whatever. And so, in a way, this is like a slick, like it's a chick joint a little bit. Like I'm kind of alluding to like you know braggadocio and like this and that. But I like I feel like I did it in like a little bit of a more like a discreet way or like a slick way. Uh, and that's why I like this record because it's just like I'm not the dude that's like I wish I could fuck every girl in the world or some shit like that. Like I'm not gonna have a record like that or you know. But like never find another is my little like <laughs> what I say. I, you know I like I just got little little slick lines that are like you know <laughs> I got you alright well finish line this is another one that kind of sounds like a, a Toomp effort um, which I'm a fan mm -hmm. of because you know I like DJ Toomp but uh, I gotta mm -hmm. ask dude why are you why are you singing what is what is what Yinka did singing on a record man I don't know I don't even consider this singing but I what you. I will say is that like I really have mixed feelings about this record because like it, when I go back and listen to this project this is the one record that I skipped Interesting. Um, 
and 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 it's it's interesting the reason i have mixed feelings about it is because i i told you like i'm a posse cut guy so like mm-hmm. i feel like i really wanted to have a posse cut on this album and if this or this mixtape and if if, if I, I do then it, it is finish line um and you know i, I like i really want quiz and lalo to be on my project and i you know they're, they're people that are close to me so you know i kind of have mixed feelings about it as a record but I, so you I don't really you like the things. record aesthetically I mean, when I go back and listen to it, maybe it's just because like the the beat kind of just um, maybe just kind of drags a bit. Mm. But like this is the one record that like when I listen to the project, you know, I might listen to like a little bit of it and then I, I go to the next record. Like I don't need to listen to the whole, whole thing. That's that's my person. I got you. Uh, well, in terms of Lalo and Quiz, is that his name? Yeah. So I, I was digging that. Lalo. I was digging Lalo yeah. more on this. That's so, interesting because you know. I've always thought that Lalo's voice reminds me of Memphis Bleak's voice, which I feel like you might laugh, but I think Memphis Bleak has one of the illest voices. I love Lalo's. You've voice, mentioned like, that before. Yeah, he's he's one. His voice is one of my favorite rap voices. Like I've always just been like, "Yo, get your shit out there, like rap, bro." Like I really like your voice. So I got you. All right. Um, well, so that life. Uh, this is another one that I, I don't really have that much to, to speak on. It nothing really stood yeah. out to me. It was fine, but um, I just I didn't have any any kind of like quick analysis for it. Yeah, this record was really just you know, in addition to everything you dreamed, kind of like the you know like a like a I'm here record. I feel like it, it, I was trying to make records that embodied or encapsulated what me and my friends were experiencing at that moment in time. And mm-hmm. that life was like that life became kind of a tagline for for Yinka Diz, but it it, it yeah it I remember from, seeing that a lot. Yeah, but it spurred from the like the homies like you know being in Vegas and just it just being like yo that life like it's like yo order another bottle yo that life bro like it just became like the the what what we said and so you know you. that's what like this song is kind of trying to embody and the only other thing i'll say about it is when i was making this project because i was you know cognizant about the the, the songs that i was putting together i wanted a record that was a performance piece like something that you know not necessarily saying put your hands up but like something that right, like right, right, right. gave some sort of a response from the audience and so that life kind of like the something that they could sing like, along to like like a trick almost kind of well because the hook is um what we don't give a fuck if you don't give a fuck put your middle finger up so it's like right. it's just something to give the audience like something to do type of a deal so that that was kind of intentional okay well, um, the next track, Trying to Live, has my favorite line on the entire album. Mm. And it's where you say, um, it's never long for you re- relapse. Hate to see, you, see your rise when I nip it at the kneecap. I was like, oh, yeah. right. that's how. That's how. <laughs> I, I like that joint. Um, yeah. And I'm not saying that it's the most like powerful line. It's just that's when I was mm. like, all right, like, cool. Yeah. You could got some skills here. But um, yeah, what else do you have to add about Trying to Live? I mean, I, I, I think it's astute that you picked out that line, like that line, you know, so every everything before that in the verse, I'm talking about success mm-hmm. and how and how when you get when you get success, it's almost like you're an addict. And, yeah. and I felt like that's where I was at the time was I was like everything that I was achieving, like I wanted more of it. And, and so it's like, you know, you get you, you start to see success and then you you 
I say, um, gotta take another hit. This one, this is it, then I'm done. It's never long for you relapse. Hate to see your rise, wanna nip it at the kneecaps. And then, you know, and which is, then, which you is know, really kind of clever as well, because obviously you have nip it at the bud is the actual expression. But when you say nip it at the kneecap, you have the rhymes with the relapse, but then it's also like people trying to cut the legs out for money. I was like, oh, right. like, okay, 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 I got you. And then, and then, you know, I said, um, uh, when nip at the kneecap, and then I said something like this for, this for everyone who ever fronted on me, i.e. this your one and only. So like I'm literally talking to people on this record. Like this is, yeah. and this is like this is a, a, a record that I almost didn't even want to put on the project because it was really kind of sad and tragic. Like, you know, I'm I'm talking about how like you know, you you feel like you finally start to get somewhere in your life where you're where you're proud and can like share it with the people around you, and then you get to a point where now those people look at you different. And so you're looking back and you want to bring these people with you and you want to enjoy the experience with them. But then at the same time, like, they're, they're like, yo, fuck that dude. <laughs> you know so what I'm saying? So you have a lot of subliminal jabs on this record. I'm curious, have you kept in contact with any of the people that you had a falling out with by chance? Or do you know what they're up to? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I've, I've kind of gotten back with cats. I mean, everything is cool. There's no... <laughs> There's no tough guy street element anymore. Like, like all that, all of that shit is squashed. Um, and 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 I'm cool with everybody. I just probably will never be the way I was with any of those people. What I'm curious is yeah. if they had any responses to this album, either actual in conversations or if mm. they put out tracks of their own, kind of targeting you. Just curious. That's a good question. Um. I'm sure that there's an individual who's probably taking subliminals uh, at me as well, but mm. I don't think that they would be directly like targeting lines that come from this project. I think it was just a general feeling on both sides um, towards each other. I got you. Yeah. All right. Well, that's almost going to wrap it up. We have one more track, and that's mm. The Will. And yeah. is this a reference to a dead homie? Or a cousin or something? I'm just curious. Um, actually, no. Like this is this is one of my favorite Yinkadiz songs of all time. It's one of my top three favorite. Um, but this, this is, is, a... is literally me saying, if I were to die today, this is my will. I got you. This would have been my favorite record on the album if just blaze could have touched it up and i don't even need him to, to do the the you know skeleton of the beat if you will i just want him to like get it and just kind of like touch it up in places because yeah. parts of it i was like oh man like there was so much potential here like this is good but man this could have been a really really bit of banger if it was just someone like that could just come in and be like nah yeah. you need to do just give me a day with this and then, and then I got you like man I kind of yeah yeah because yeah. I, I like this beat a lot man. too I think he did his thing on this joint but uh this record is is a little eerie for me in that you know I shout out my my big cousin Tony which I actually have two big cousins named Tony but uh my cousin Feiji who passed away who I talk about on the departure is my cousin Tony and okay. so you know I'm telling him that I, I would he would be in my will and then now he's not here anymore and I'm here. It's weird. <laughs> but uh but yeah, man, I mean Tony, you know, Feiji and 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 Ken Dog, those are like those are people that I consider like like blood. So and, you know uh, Ken Dog is another reference. 
Yeah, always, yeah. man. Always. Ken Dog gets a lot of references, actually. Uh, even on records where, like, like I, I said something about him um, in on um, Night in Dubai. Right. I said something about, like, um, um, I used to go to school with my best friend in the Mercury. Now he's in scrubs doing surgery. A young star shining bright in the sky. Bet my nigga going glimmer like a night in Dubai. That's right. about Ken Dog. Like, Ken Dog gets a lot of shout outs because that was just like my best friend coming up. So, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I'm glad that you made me go back and listen to this, especially because I think we got more in depth when we talked about the departure. Mm-hmm. And I can understand why this would be the more preferred project for you because this mm-hmm. is a more cohesive project. I think mm-hmm. that the departure has a few records to kind of stand out to me a little bit more. But like which ones? At, well, in particular, you already mentioned Night in Dubai, um, You and uh. Me Part 2. Vegas, to me, like I said, I had some issues with it. There's ways that I would have wanted to make it better. Right, but like right. Vegas, to me, still is just like, man, like this <laughs> this really, really could have been a big hit um, had right. certain adjustments been made. But um, yeah, things like that, I think, that, yeah. that I can remember. And that's without me having listened to Departure in like you know a mm. year and a half since we last talked about right, it. Right, right, Those right. songs just stick out. I think the only one that really... When you talked about the Radiant Child, the only one that I could mm. remember was the one featuring Ibrahima. Mm. So, um, which is a standout record for me on this track. I also like to think that even though the Will could use some improvements on the beat, that's a standout mm. record for me. Mm. Um, and Love to Success and Everything You Dreamed, I would say are probably the other records that probably really stand out to me the most on this mm. one. But okay. um, I think is is a more project as an overall project. You know, it's eleven mm-hmm. tracks. Everything really flows together well, and uh, I agree Thank that you. yeah, this is definitely the more cohesive uh, cohesive piece of work that you have. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, I've been I've been back back at it. So if if any of y'all cats is checking it out, uh, the last few Fridays uh, I've been dropping records. I got a new record called Money Speech dropping on Friday. So okay. check it out if you if you get a chance. <laughs> and is it are these just going to be singles, or EP, or is this for your album? Because I, if I recall, you are no longer doing IE a love story, correct? That's correct. IE love story is in the tuck. I'm low key working on a project. I'm I'm not going to reveal all the details on it, all but right. right now I'm just trying to I'm just kind of dropping Lucy's here and there to kind of gauge interest on records and. and okay you know make some some fine tunes but uh yeah i don't know if you heard the the where i'm from record that i dropped uh but i dropped a record called where i'm from a couple couple weeks back so i have not oh wait i did listen to that one yes yeah yeah um they don't do that where i'm from right yeah 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 so i dropped that and i dropped another record the week before that and then this past friday my boy um jay beto dropped uh, a record with me on it called Making Moves. So I saw that you put that out. I did not mm-hmm. actually, or I, I think I did listen to it, but I didn't like how the song started out. So I was like, I'll go back and listen <laughs> to it. I, I didn't listen, hear your verse yet. I was like, I'll have yeah, to go back and yeah, listen yeah. to that later. So yeah, Word. Okay. shout out to Vito, man. He's a he's a really creative cat, and he's he's doing his thing um, and dropping a lot of music as well. So I definitely check him out if y'all got a chance. All right. Well, do you have anything else to add about the Radiant Child? Nah, man. Hopefully y'all like this album and, you know, thank you for listening to it for, for the seventh anniversary of, of this project. Right. Uh, I, it's just really important in the chronology of Yinka Diz because I feel like 
every time I listen to music that I made, it's like a time capsule. It takes yeah, it takes me back to there. And this is probably one of my favorite points in my life. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, come on, man. Like, I was I was going to Vegas four times a year. I, I was remember. going to 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 DR, DR three Puerto times Rico. a year. Puerto Rico. We were we were we were tearing up the 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 travel, the at least the local travel, and really just having a good time everywhere. So I got you. I feel like this this kind of transports me to that time, and and so you know, I just appreciate y'all taking that journey with me uh, to check out this album. Okay. All right, well, I think that should uh, wrap it up for Yinka's sophomore LP, The Radiant Child. Yeah, yeah. Peace, peace. Peace. In retrospect, as we look back and see that his plan was better than ours. I want to warn you, my brothers and sisters, that initially when God gives you a gift, it does not always evoke joy. Joy. Guillotine flow. On God, I'm going to spit it. On God, I'm going to spit it. Getting this dough. On guard, I'ma get it. On guard, I'ma get it. Tryna catch these flights. On guard, I'ma get it. On guard, I'ma get it. Killing out that life. On guard, I'ma live it. Lord God, let me live it. Ah. On guard, I'ma spit it. Came from the skirts, I emerged unblemished. Just touched down off a of vacant fence in a prison, but you can't see it's cause it's all tinted. Cops on my head like a shot town fitted. Try to stick a young nigga with a life sentence, cause he don't lack any black paper. Try to lay me on my back, don't shoot Ben Simmons. Don't show, don't shoot Ben Simmons. I ain't trying to be a menace. I'm trying to push it to the limit. Swami PMD all business. Mama taught kids and my daddy was a chemist. Cooking up bass, I created an image. Letting y'all know flow cold in a blizzard. And my niggas against the same wig gang till I'm finished. Ah. Guillotine flow. On guard, I'ma spit it. On guard, I'ma spit it. Getting this dough. On guard, I'ma get it. On guard, I'ma get it. Trying to catch these flights. On guard, I'ma get it. On guard, I'ma get it. Killing out that life. On guard, I'ma live it. Lord God, let me live it. Guillotine flow. On guard, I'ma spit it. On guard, I'ma spit it. Getting this dough. On guard, I'ma get it. On guard, I'ma get it. Tryna catch these flights. On guard, I'ma get it. On guard, I'ma get it. Killing out that life. On guard, I'ma live it. Lord God, let me live it. On guard, I'ma get it. Like I'm in Tim's in a New York fitted. Duck from a cloth that can't be screen printed. Labor the birth of a fruitful fitted. Always dreamed of a life worth living. Came a long way from the nice wind shivering. Now we got heat for the cash on delivery. Got a legacy for the people to remember me. Paid all my dividends. Put that on guard. Rest of my life on boom ball. I'm in the fame of the hall. I got the sauce and I'm saucy. Feel like a star. Feel like I'm raising the ball. I love to light up and go. I just get mine when I want. Guillotine flow. On guard, I'ma spit it. On guard, I'ma spit it. Getting this dough. On guard, I'ma get it. On guard, I'ma get it. Tryna catch these flights. On guard, I'ma get it. On guard, I'ma get it. Killing out that life. On guard, I'ma live it. Lord God, let me live it up. I've been determined. When you get deterred and switch on your purpose, you run from your plans and goals are a burden. Become difficult, you get nervous. If you ain't put the work in, then what make you say you deserve it? You keep on praying for mercy, but don't put no weight on your service. All that per se is the surface. Ah, but faith in my word, that's word of my faith, you get curved. Basically saying you heard, should rake up the nerve to make your own space on this earth. It ain't what you say and it ain't what you heard. They ain't finna teach and they ain't in the making you learn. It's just how you taking your turn. Be though, I can't. Came here to shake up the world. Guillotine flow. On guard, I'ma spit it. On guard, I'ma spit it. Getting this dough. On guard, I'ma get it. On guard, I'ma get it. Trying to catch these flights. On guard, I'ma get it. On guard, I'ma get it. Killing out that life. On guard, I'ma live it. Lord God, let me live it. Ah.
Ah. 